0: Hello friend, welcome back. I am Neil, I am your host. This is Adrenaline and uh, we're back from our uh, mid-season bonus level interview with Sam Bush. And we're gonna get right back into it in just a moment, if you recall. To uh, refresh your memories a little bit, at the end of the previous episode, episode five, Overleaper Audrey discovered that in the reality that she is currently in, her daughter is still alive. And you'll also recall that I talked about a few different elements in terms of parallel realities. There are the different decisions or events that branch off into different separate realities And then there are those things that remain the same, attractors, right? The things that remain constant across multiple realities. Things like this word from our sponsor.
1: Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away.
0: One of the things that I love about uh, Overleaper's treatment of parallel realities is one of those attractors in this case, and this is regardless of what traumatic experiences the Audreys have had, specifically Overleaper Audrey, um, her love for her daughter, their love for their daughter, is an attractor and remains a constant across parallel realities, which makes this whole craziness of everything going on, CIA, airplanes, terrorist attacks, uh, it keeps it being a very human and relatable story that I think we can all find a grounding in, regardless of how many versions of ourselves are running around hopefully not too many versions but you know that might be actually useful around the holidays but anyway i am your host neil helligers this is adrenaline and here is episode six of overleaper enjoy operation overleaper leap day three outside the white house washington dc
2: the secret service agent escorts me from the premises Now I'm standing in the muggy May heat on East Executive Avenue.
1: Stay off the lawn.
2: And I'm off. When I pass the Northeast gate, I notice the black Cadillac a block behind, rolling out from the appointment gate. Shit. Of course they aren't going to just let me go. Not when I promise to reveal to the president the news behind the door in the mountain. I should be able to shake them on foot, out the gate, I passed through a throng of protesters at the crowd control barriers in front of the White House. As far as I can tell, the protesters aren't here for just one thing. Mostly more wages, better health care, and anti-nuclear weapons, you which know, I agree with them on. A veteran in a wheelchair, not much older than me. Pants loose and empty below the knees, waves me down.
3: Ah, join us if you got a minute. We'd love to hear about uh, your experience over there.
2: Next time. The Cadillac pauses on Pennsylvania Avenue and a man steps out of the passenger side. I recognize him, the agent that followed me on my flights. Spies, that's who's after me. I head toward a nearby park, hoping to be lost in the crowd. I know they want to attract as little attention as me. The CIA isn't supposed to be operating domestically. They follow in classic double surveillance. One trails, the other leads. There must be a third somewhere. There, a woman, a woman in the belted pantsuit, more appropriate for an air-conditioned SUV than a protest. I break east, speeding up. Before I get in 15 more steps, a man in a pit-stained collared shirt holds up his hand, breathless.
0: Miss Beach, come with us. Let's do this quietly, okay?
2: I see the park Cadillac on the far side of the square. My mind races. This can't be the end. They can't hold me in now. Nothing accomplished. My daughter unavenged in one world and possibly alive in this one. Staff Sergeant, if you'll come with us, we have some questions for you.
0: We'll be gentle, I promise.
2: Pit stains grabs my arm. Oh no, this is going to go real smooth. That's right. We'll just talk this out in the office. Do you drink coffee, Miss Beach? Sure.
3: Flesh gives birth to flesh. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Hallelujah.
2: Two more steps. Breathe. In and out. We go along the brick path one more step.
3: Hallelujah!
2: I dart to the preacher towering over everyone on an overturned plastic crate. I knock the street preacher from the crate, wresting the bullhorn from his fist. can who follows. She goes for her pistol then, apparently, thinking better of it, backs down. Miss Beach, there's nowhere to run. End the wars! Get us out! I look fierce in my Desert Digital Camouflage combat uniform. Head stern. Miss Beach,
4: you're doing this wrong. It's going to get us all-
2: End the wars! Save the soldiers! End the wars! Save the soldiers! A woman with a Have a Nice Doomsday placard hurrahs encouragingly. Another, a man so dirty I wonder if he's been sleeping in a bunker, gives a thumbs up. Bring our boys, oh yeah! Bring our boys, go! Tell your story, tell your story! The roar did this to me! I tug at the hairband that's been holding up the mop of my radiation winnowed hair, Falls loose over my shoulders, sickeningly sparse. Staff Sergeant, none of us wants a scene. Are we a nation of murderers? Are we a nation that kills children? Then let them hear it. No more war! No more war! No more war! What are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? Let's take this march to the peace
3: monument. Ah, oh. bitch.
2: We're two miles in. I clutched the bottle of water I bought off a fellow protester a mile back, and the Cascadian flag I picked up after one of the marchers dropped it. I'm ready to make my move. So what was it you wanted to talk about?
3: Our questions are sensitive, as you can well imagine.
2: A second agent sidles closer. The short man who tracked me from the Black Sea. We've got a car waiting, Miss Beach. You need to follow us now. Alright. Now or never, right? I unscrew the water bottle and throw it in the agent's face. He sputters in surprise, and I reach under the blazer and grab his pistol. Glock 22. We don't want to start a shootout in the middle of a peaceful protest now, do we? Sergeant, you don't want... I keep my hand on the gun, but keep it hidden in my jacket. Then I back away and drop the weapon. All the while, the agent's gaze follow me. I throw the Cascadian flag over my shoulders like a cape to hide my desert camo. Just another protester. I hurry west. By the time I go two blocks down D Street, I feel confident that no one is directly in pursuit. I need to move fast. Soon, the CIA will search any known addresses, including Peter's house. I have to find Lydia before then. I can't risk the cameras on a bus, so there's only one good option, hitchhiking. Stick my thumb into the eastbound traffic? This better work. Five minutes later, a Chevy pulls off to the shoulder. A Coast Guard Semper Paratus bumper sticker peels in the fender. Great. A man in shades with an Ace of Base T-shirt and long sideburns leans across the passenger seat. Hey, you bumming a ride? The guy has a look about him I've seen a hundred times, the kind that brags to every first date about his time in the service, though he probably got tossed out at boot camp for drinking hand sanitizer. Yeah, I'm off to University Park. Going that way?
3: I can take you as far as Riverdale for a fellow soldier. This guy
2: has never been within a stone's throw of the military. Coasties don't call themselves soldiers. Riverdale's fine. I'll take the ride and walk the last mile. I've gone on longer commutes with bigger assholes.
3: So, are you coming?
2: Shit. All right, let's do this. He noses back into traffic up New York Avenue. The trance and dance tears at my eardrums until I finally click it off. He raises an eyebrow, but doesn't readjust the volume. I'm Collins. The last name. Must be how he thinks a coastie would talk. I'm Sarah. All right, Collins, I got 20 bucks for you. Gas money. I reach into my jacket and keep my hand hidden as I remove a 20 from the thick roll of bills.
3: <laughs> That's it?
2: I see him leaning over a little to see how much I have. This guy makes me jumpy. We approach the intersection of the Boltwash Parkway. Yeah, you see the sign? You're gonna wanna be in the left-hand lane. He signals right. Hey, listen, you know, if you're not going my way, just. just say so. You know, drop me off here. It's fine. You'll still get the money. I'll take you north. His car says he's heading to Kentland. The highway splits. He's on the wrong side of it. So take the next right. You just got lost. Need to get back on 50. We're on John Hansen now, slowing down to take the first exit. Collins pulls to a stop a quarter mile later, at the edge of a country club golf course. You are a shit driver. I'm out. Wait, 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 wait,
3: wait, wait,
2: He grabs my shoulder and slams me back into the seat. He whips out a knife.
3: 20, mm-mm. It's not gonna cover it, sweetheart.
2: He points toward my pocket with the roll of 20s. So I smash his face into the steering wheel. <laughs> my hand clutches his wispy brown hair. I almost smash him in again just for fun, but I can't risk him going to the cops. Bitch! His nose is a bloody mess. Front teeth already smashed. The blade swings at my cheek, wild and wide. I relieve him of the knife, pressing on a pressure point at the pulse of his wrist. That'll hurt for at least another hour. Drive. I hold the blade like a downward dagger, ready to plunge into his leg, his temple, or wherever I decide it should go. Uh, uh, I'm calling the cops! Nope. Give me your phone. Uh,
3: no, I'm not!
2: I moved uh, the knife closer.
3: Okay! 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 okay fine! Fine! Here! Yeah, here it is! That's better.
2: Now drive.
0: Hello, friend. This is Neil Helliger's host of Adrenaline Realms Thriller channel, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about the Greenlight app. And this message is, of course, sponsored by Greenlight, but I was using our family was using the Greenlight app uh, even before the first ad in a wonderful, thrilling cosmic coincidence. Right. See what I did there? So, again, to catch you up, Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Basically, the way it works is that parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving. And you can see exactly how much money they have in their account, and there's different ways to give them money. What we've been doing is like a weekly allowance, a certain amount that goes into his account every week. So in order to further the conversation about money and about earning, uh, we're using green light as a kind of a foundation for that conversation. Uh, in other words, instead of just the allowance he gets for certain base things that he's expected to do around the house, uh, we are also adding the chore feature, which is certain one-time payments for certain one-time jobs. For example, in our house, we're trying to encourage our son to start walking the dog more. He's old enough for it, he's responsible enough for it, and he's done it enough that he knows what to do. So he can really see that for all those extra times that he steps up and does the dog walk he gets rewarded for that job well done and this is the conversation in life when you work a little extra harder you get a little extra compensation and you can either save that up or spend it how you like and we're not alone in this millions of parents and kids are learning about money on green light it's a very easy and very convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and for families to navigate life together So sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash adrenaline. That's greenlight.com slash adrenaline to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash adrenaline. Slash, 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 slash. So thrilling, right? Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it.
3: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg
0: Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Is this the place? That house there?
2: There's no way I'd let him know where Lydia lives. Take us around the block and let me out. Okay. Okay. That's far enough. Yeah, so if I see your face again, I'm there to kill you. Do we understand each other?
3: Yeah, I've never seen you in my life. Good boy.
2: This had been my dream neighborhood. Manicured lawns, brick Victorians, and stone ramblers. Too fancy for an enlisted warfighter I thought I'd spend my stateside leave in the house where we could grow old together, raise our daughter, be happy. But I spent too many years away, deployed and inaccessible. Lydia had grown, not in front of my eyes, but thousands of miles away. And Lydia died, and let's be honest, Peter and I had been growing apart long before that. Here it is. Our, no, Peter's house. A small brick colonial. I check my watch. Lydia won't be getting out of school for hours. Nothing to do but wait.
0: Jenny's Diner Bathroom, University Park, Maryland.
2: I took the train to my old stop near Peter's house. What used to be my house, too. I figured I should freshen up before I arrive. Lydia would be worried if she saw me like this, haggard and filthy. So that's how I found myself in the bathroom of Jenny's diner, desperately trying to freshen up with water and paper towels. Well, this'll have to do. I need to get to my daughter, ensure she's safe, and then figure out what the hell my doppelganger is planning. The place has filled up since I've been in the bathroom. Hm. A guy in the near corner catches my eye. He's got long sideburns. A mouth covered in blood, only half-wiped clean. Ace of base t-shirt. He stares at me. Lips parted, eyes wide. He's terrified. Can I help you?
3: Please, don't! Sarah, I won't tell anyone! We never met.
2: Yeah, chill out, dude. I'm not Sarah.
3: Look, i, I th- th- that's not my usual style. I, I just needed some money. Not Sarah. Don't care. It's, it's all just show. I'm not even in the Coast Guard. Please, please don't kill me. Okay, buddy. Why did you follow me? Dude, I
2: really need you to back off. A vision hits. Then I see him. This man, but in a car. Knife raised in a shaking fist.
3: Twenty? It's not going to cover it, sweetheart.
2: Well, what? Do I know you? Have, have I seen you before?
3: Uh, look, I'll, I'll pay you. Fifty bucks and it didn't happen. We, we never saw each other.
2: Have you met me before? What did I tell you to
3: do? You, you had me drive you here. And, and you said if you ever saw me again, you'd kill me.
2: i'm not gonna hurt you she's here near my daughter i break into a run
0: operation overleaper leap day three outside peter beach's home university park maryland
2: i've been at the curb outside peter's for two hours lydia should have been out of school by now Patience has never been my virtue. If my scalp wasn't already burning to the touch, I'd consider pulling out the rest of my hair. Waiting leaves too much time for thinking. What if Peter doesn't live here in this dimension? What if the timelines had diverged so drastically Lydia hadn't even been born? I shake the thoughts away. Finally. I see Peter's ancient Jeep Liberty turned down the street. In the back is the outline of a child, a girl. Her brown hair is wrapped in a single braid, just as I had remembered. Blue eyes match my own, a dimple in the chin from Peter. Lydia. Joy and relief rush in so strong it's nearly incomprehensible. I stride toward the Jeep, tears roll down my cheeks. I see Lydia press against the window, face brightening with a gap-toothed smile. Mama! My daughter's here, healthy, happy, and I only have days left to live.
3: Stay in the car, Bear. Why, Daddy?
2: Peter? Time's been good to him. He's clean-cut. Still got the salt-and-pepper hair he had since his late 20s.
3: What are you doing here, Audrey? You have a lot of nerve showing up here after what you did.
2: You look good, Peter. Still got the Jeep, I see.
3: Is that it? You come all this way to rub in how you screwed me in the divorce? (laughs) You have a lot of nerve showing up here unannounced after our last conversation.
2: What? No. Uh, Of course not. And... You know I'm sorry for how that went down. Are you? Yes, of course. I... Can I just...
3: Look, I
2: came here to see
3: my daughter. Mama, what are you doing here? Mom and Dad are just catching up, honey. Stay in the car. I want time with her, Peter. Now. That's not how custody works. You can't just come here anytime you want.
2: I'm not trying to renegotiate our deal I just need to be with her I don't have much time Peter please I can't explain but you need to
3: uh, Are you okay? You, you're supposed to be in Afghanistan until August Did something bad happen?
2: Nothing happened.
3: Okay, all right. Whoa. Okay. Oh, no. oh no. All right, stop. stop. <laughs> Basie, just, no. Basie, Basie? Down, down, down. Basie, no, no, no yeah. Stop it. Cut. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's, it's fine. She never does this. It's okay. Hey, it's all right. Hey, just... hey, good doggy, good doggy, good doggy. See, I like dogs. All right, I right. like dogs. I like dogs. Okay.
2: All we right. can be friends, right? Oh, you do, 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 do. do. Good boy. Look at that. Oh, God damn it. Bad dog, Bacey. Oh, bad it's, it's bad all right. dog, barking it's, at that nice woman. Bye. She used we'll see, to see you
3: busy,
0: soon. Remember.
3: Something's not right, Audrey.
2: Listen, Peter. She's my daughter, too, and I have a right to see her. Do not get
3: in my way. You will regret it. We're out of here. No,
2: what? what, Let's go. Lydia, Lydia, Lydia.
3: No, let's go, honey. Lydia,
2: honey, wait. Wait, come back. Lydia, wait. No, this can't happen. Not while I'm so close. I run after them, desperate, frantic but they're farther and farther out of reach. Peter! Peter, stop! Stop! Lydia! And I'm alone, as I was before. Childless, crying in the middle of the street.
0: Okay, well, uh, I was going to say, oh, look, new attractor, the old neighborhood. Um, That's a constant in most universes, but now we've gone back into some familiar territory with shared memories, a little trip back down memory lane. You can probably see it in your mind. I did do the thing when I put my pinky up by the corner of my mouth. So uh, that's an unsettling coincidence, but still a fun one. And I also just want to mention, as we head into our last three episodes, we're making a slight change here at Adrenaline. No, we're not crossing over into a parallel universe. We don't have the power source for that as of yet. And while it's been awesome talking to you guys twice a week, we are going to shift over to a once a week model. So I will be coming at you every Thursday on the thurs of the day. And no, that's not an expression, but I, I said it anyway, and you understood it, so it makes it a thing now. Anyway, I am Neil, I am your host, this is Adrenaline, and I will see you next time for Overleaper, Episode 7.
1: You're listening to Adrenaline, Overleaper. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away.
4: New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.
1: Overleaper is a Realm original production. Created and written by Sam Bush. Produced by Diana M. Faux, Fred Greenhalge, and Haley Wagreich. Additional story production by Nicole Otto and Marco Palmieri. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Starring Thora Birch, Yulisse Arroyo, Jordan Batiste, Peter Burkrot, Janet Boris, Gilbert Glenn Brown, Hector Luis Bustamante, Chris Cleveland, Ryan Coyle, Stephanie Diaz, Richard Doyle, Kate Elefante, Mark Engelhart, Maricilda Garcia, Anthony Grant, John Capellos, Inte Kim, Chuck Kuruklis, Richard McMonagal, Alex Ruiz, Lorenzo Villanueva, Cecily Williams, and Michael Wolner. Sound design and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Yarun Krauman. Production manager Alexis Latshaw. Production Coordinator Angela Yi. Casting by Sunday Bowling and Meg Mormon. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Osadolahi. Adrenaline is produced by Mary Ossidolohi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Neil Heligers. Audio editing by Angela Yi. Original theme by Marcus Bagala. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Adrenaline by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at Realm.fm.